This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. This is World Cafe. I'm Raina Duris. What now? The title of Brittany Howard's new album is not only a rhetorical question about the uncertain state of the world, it's also a nod to her wildly diverse and often unexpected sonic turns. Co-produced by Sean Everett, who's worked with Casey Musgraves and The Killers, What Now comes four years after Britney's critically acclaimed debut solo album, Jamie. Today, Britney Howard, who's also the front person of the band Alabama Shakes, talks about how the songs on What Now developed from home studio demos into vibrant, experimental finished tracks involving instruments like PVC piping, trash bags, and crystal singing bowls. She also talks about the other important way she uses singing bowls as part of her meditation practice. This session includes live performances recorded at the factory in Deep Ellum in Dallas, mixed by Shane Haas and mastered by Grant Zubritsky. Beginning with the album's title track, this is Brittany Howard performed live for the World Cafe. What now? Someone to help. 
performed live by my guest today, Brittany Howard. That was the title track to her new album, What Now? This is World Cafe. I'm Raina Duras. Brittany, welcome back to the World Cafe. Hey, Raina. Thanks for having me. Lovely to be here. I'm so happy to have you. There is so much going on in that song, and really there's there's so much going on on this entire album. It's so unpredictable. It is so interesting. It is chaotic in a very good way. I want to talk about the unpredictability of the last few years that kind of shaped this record in a few minutes. But first, I want to talk about actually making this music. Uh, a lot of, maybe most of the songs on this album started off in your home studio. So first, could you take us there and tell us what it looks like when you're mapping out a song like What Now in the early stages? It kind of all began with the guitar parts. And I was wanting to create something that had an interesting rhythm and wasn't like um, a standard set of bars. So the guitars are kind of weaving in and out of timing and it creates this really cool like locomotive effect. And then I just added like some simple drums on there. And that's kind of where it all began. And then these words started pouring out of me. And that's when I was like, oh, because I was like, this is brutal. <laughs> What do you mean this is brutal? I'd say like the aesthetic of the whole track is brutal. Like the whole thing is pretty like industrial to me. It's sounding sure. to me. And it's also like nostalgic to me when I was growing up. These like action movies like Terminator and uh, Robocop. And it just kind of had this aesthetic. And I was like, I had, you know, it just brought this, I guess, this like truths out of me that were things I wasn't willing to look at. And so when I started, when it just started like, coming out of my mouth i was just like oh my god i didn't know it felt this way so it was like a surprise to me too ultimately you didn't record the final versions of these songs in your home studio but when you do go into the studio to finish them off the songs are pretty much ready to go and you've said that you don't really show them to people until they're almost done including like your label team why is that um, I think I'm like a little superstitious and also like songwriting is like a very sensitive thing. It's like a very vulnerable thing. And I want to make sure I'm not being influenced by anyone's opinions or reactions. And it's the same reason I really don't listen to music when I'm in that creation mode. It's like I don't want to be influenced. I want everything to come out very uh, free and very true. Mm -hmm. So does do you find that planning a bunch ahead of time before you go in to finish the album off. Does Is there a balance that you strike between planning out a song and then experimenting over top of it? Because there is so much sonic exploration on this album. How much is planned? How much is improvised or experimentation? So usually I do go in with a blueprint of what I want things to sound like. And I did that this time, except the songs that I had demoed weren't very long. I would have like 30 seconds of an idea. But in that 30 seconds, there's a lot of sonic information. And when I meet up with Sean Everett, who engineered this album, we we take a listen to that and we try to create this sonic world, or I guess say, like recreate it, bring it to life. Like, this is what I wanna hear. And Sean's the guy that totally understands where I'm coming from and he's so patient and we both go in there. And actually it's a lot of fun just going exploring and because i only had like 30 seconds of a lot of these songs it was um kind of scary because i was like what if this doesn't get finished what if i don't have an idea for the rest of this but that's not what ended up happening what ended up happening was like i had a ton of fun not knowing and not being prepared and i think moving forward that's like something i'd like to explore more
How would you describe that sonic world to Sean? Like, what would you actually say to him? Oh, man, there's so many references. Like, um, a lot of it has to do with colors. And sometimes if colors can't get it, then I would kind of explain it as being in a tube. I was like, this guitar needs to sound like it's coming from a PVC pipe. And he's like, oh, okay, bet. Let's go get a PVC pipe and let's play it through there. And so we would do things like that. And to get the sound that I imagined, you know. Tell us where we can hear a PVC pipe on the record. So on this album, there is a song called Power to Undo. And during these like really chaotic verse sections, I'm running some of those guitars through a PVC pipe. Here's a bit of the album version of Power to Undo from What Now? This is Brittany Howard. On World Cafe, I'm speaking with Brittany Howard. My name is Raina Duras. You just heard Power to Undo. It is from her album, What Now? We have some more improvised instruments. Uh, there was a video you posted on Twitter a while ago where you were uh, working on the song Red Flags and you used a trash can with the bag still in it. Let's listen to a clip of that video. <laughs> and that's the time that trash can with the bag still in it. How do you get to the point where you're like, okay, let's try hitting the trash can? I mean, listen, that's all Sean Everett. Every time I work with him, there's always like this big portion of the of the entire project that goes to drums. He and I both love drums. We both love sound and the emotions drums evoke in people. I mean, it like makes us want to move, makes us want to dance. It can be nostalgic just by the certain sounds that you choose. And like in this case, he had set up like different drum kits and one of the drum kits he called the future kit and it was made of trash and it was made of um, those big water gallon things that, you know, like in, you see in offices, there was that, there was like a big timpani, an empty timpani case. Uh, there was a music stand that just had a bunch of forks on it and Honestly, like when you listen to Red Flags, just imagine this world-class jazz drummer, Nate Smith, playing trash. Like, it's hilarious. But when every time we listen to the finished product, we're all amazed because it sounds so cool. Brittany, you've said this is one of your favorite songs you've ever recorded. Why is it so meaningful for you? I think for me, it is the percussive elements. It's the chaos of it harkens back to like a lot of different types of genre um it's so free it is so this song creatively was just such a free experience and um every time i hear it i just start smiling because like i just can't believe nate smith played trash <laughs> <laughs> live for the world cafe here's Brittany howard with red flags
You just heard Brittany Howard performing Red Flags. That was recorded live for the World Cafe. I'm Raina Duras. Brittany Howard is my guest today. Her new album is called What Now? It's coming out just about four years after your debut solo album, Jamie. And those were a very busy four years. Uh, the response to Jamie was seemed to be overwhelmingly positive. You won a Grammy. You were nominated for a bunch more. How long did it take you to start working on another album? So I was supposed to be doing um, a North American tour in March of 2020. I had just got back from Europe. This was going to be the tour for Jamie. It's going to play these songs live for the first time across venues. And um, that's also exactly when everything shut down. Um, so it was during that shutdown, maybe three months into the shutdown, that I started working again on making a new album. And I didn't know at the time that I was writing for an album. I was just writing because it's kind of like a survival mechanism. Like when everything's chaos, it was like, okay, one thing I can control is whatever I create. 
And mm-hmm. so I just went in there and and whatever I made, I told myself like it doesn't it's not for anything. No one has to hear this. This is just my journal. That's all it is. So whatever comes out is okay. And I would just do that like, you know, every day. And um a lot of that made it onto this album. How would you compare your headspace when you started writing this album to the headspace you were in when you finished writing this album? A lot changed, like a whole lot changed. Um, I think when it first began, there was a lot of uncertainty. It's a lot of, there's a lot of chaos, really. Um, not just chaos, like outside of me, but also internally, because for the first time in like a decade, I wasn't Brittany Howard, the singer, or Brittany Howard, the musician, or anything like that. I was just me, and that kind of sunk in where it was like, I don't know if the world's ever going to be the same. I'm not, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. So I need to look around me and kind of take stock of, of, of who I am and what I can control. And um, one thing I can control is, um, you know, music creation. And another thing that I had an opportunity to do was to fall in love. And during that time I was falling in love, but also the world was on fire. And so in my heart, there was so much going on in that space that I, I just, I had to let it out, you know? And and so like a lot of these songs are coming from this kind of confusion that got whipped up just by the timing. And then by the time I finished the album, I had experienced so much. That relationship I had entered was now over. And it was kind of like this strange bookend in a way that I could not have predicted I'm speaking with Brittany Howard today on World Cafe. Uh, I read you say that this album is intended to be listened to alone so the listener can meditate on it. I know meditation is something that you've gotten into over the past few years. How did you figure out that it worked for you? I mean, it took a really long time. Like people kept telling me like, oh, you should meditate. You should meditate. Oh, you have ADHD. You should really try meditation. And I was just like, ah. So I tried a bunch of different types of meditation and I found that I kept getting distracted or didn't want to sit still long enough to do it. And eventually I found my way to transcendental meditation, which I'd seen a close friend of mine really change from it. Like um, they became lighter. I could just tell they had more capacity. So then I got curious about it. What are you doing? What's different? What's going on? What are you on? And uh, they told me, no, I'm just, I've just been doing this meditation. I really like it. You should check it out. So I did. And um, it's really helped me become, how do I say, like, yeah, more available. More available. That's interesting. What, what, what do you mean when you say more available? I think mentally. I think I'm the type of person that lives a lot inside of my mind. Um, and, and, you know, that's great for creativity. That's great for the imagination. But there's people out there, you know, that want to know me and want to love me. And I guess I just didn't have room for that, you know. Mm. I didn't realize that I was I had the capacity I had, you know, and now it's like I'm I'm definitely like more um, I guess the best way to describe it is like I don't have to go at the speed of light. Now I can go at a, a normal pace and I can look around and see things. <laughs> One of the tools for meditation that you actually included on this album is the singing bowl. Uh, you use singing bowls for song transitions in here. Uh, you also you also hosted a sound bath a few days before recording this interview where you previewed your album for a small audience. 
For people who have never heard of one or never been to one, could you describe what a sound bath is? So um, you can use different different instruments to create the sound bath, but as for my album, we use crystal singing bowls. And so someone's playing them, and they're in different frequencies, you know, different tunings. And what I learned about sound baths is that the human brain is always searching for a frequency to meet, um, be that a positive thing or a negative thing. But, you know, that feeling when someone walks in a room and instantly your mood kind of changes, you feel thrown off. You know, The vibes. The vibes. You know, yeah. we, hear, we hear everybody talking about the vibes. Well, I think that's a true thing. And so these crystal singing bowls are playing at these frequencies that are harmonious. And so your brain wants to match those frequencies. And so it's, it kind of does really feel like a cleansing. You're, you're meeting this really high vibration. And people have always reported to me after listening to the album how much they enjoyed the sound bowls. So, so that's what they are, you know? And you go in this room and you're with other people and you feel this just large, warm relaxation over you. And that can like carry on throughout the week. It's really nice. So I wanted to experiment with my album, putting those in. It's just kind of like an experimentation to see if this can still help people even in this format. You know, this is the first time Singing Bowls have come up for me on this show. And uh, I swear I did not bring this in for you. It's always there. But I have a metal singing bowl that sits behind me uh, when I'm recording all the time. And it doesn't sound quite as good as the crystal ones, but it... uh. Like, if you've never heard one. You kind of, you can kind of get it through there. But we're going to listen. We're going to listen to a clip of the actual singing bowls from the album. Uh, one of the times that we hear singing bowls on this album is between the song Another Day and the song Prove It To You. So let's listen to that a little bit. When are we gonna do it? Will you help me do it? I'm really excited to talk about Prove It To You um, because this is the first time, uh, I, I think when the first time I listened to this album, this was the the moment when I looked up and double-checked that this was still a Britney Howard record because it was this four-on-the-floor dance banger and uh, it, it's it's so much fun. I, I'm wondering, first of all, why did Singing Bowls feel like the right lead-in to a big dance song? Oh, you just don't see it coming. I think that's the whole point. I mean, it's perfect that this album is called What Now? Not only because of the world we're living in today, but because on this album, you really don't know what kind of song is coming next. That is really true. You do not know what kind of song is coming next. I'm also wondering, dance, can dance be a meditative thing? Absolutely. Kinetic meditation. I mean, I find as a um, songwriter, when I'm driving is usually when I can think the most clearly because half of my brain is working to do all the functions that I, it needs to do to drive safely and abide by the law, right? And some people would be like, oh, you should use your full brain for that. But like, I don't know, because this other part of my brain, the creative part of my brain is now free to imagine and to think and to run through ideas. And there's not this other part that is saying, no, that's a bad idea and inhibiting you, you know? So mm -hmm. I just consider driving uh, also a kinetic meditation. 
It's interesting because you've said that, you know, over the last few years, you've mellowed out a little bit. And yet this is when you're releasing a dance jam. Why do you think that happened? I feel like because, like, I just need to live some more life to put out something like this. Because now, you know, in so many words, I could just say, like, now I know what it means. I know why I like house music. Because you're moving through emotion. You're getting it out. And the four on the floor is such a familiar thing to us all. Like eons of times, you know, like drums is where it began, right? And it's all for movement. So we can move through things, get things out. And I was like, how perfect is it to have this, like this huge house song, right? And then this tiny vulnerable voice just saying like, I just hope I can prove it to you, you know? And um, I loved the juxtaposition of that. I loved the emotion of that. And... When I first made it, I was like, oh, this is very strange for me to make. But I made it for a reason. I'm sure of that. And once it all came together, I was like, absolutely going on the album. Um, This is a song that I now love. Yeah. Prove it to you from Brittany Howard. All I want to do is prove it to you. You just heard Brittany Howard with Prove It To You. It's from her new album, What Now? Brittany Howard has been my guest today. Brittany, thank you so much. Oh, God, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to come here to World Cafe. Anytime, anytime. I'm Raina Duras, back in a moment with more World Cafe. This election season, you can expect to hear a lot of news. Some of it meaningful, much of it not. Give the Up First podcast 15 minutes, sometimes a little less, and we'll help you sort it out what's going on around the world and at home. Three stories, 15 minutes, Up First every day. Listen every morning, wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Homes.com. The right agent can make or break your home search. That's why Homes.com provides an agent directory that details each agent's experience, so you can find the right one and ultimately the right home. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com switch.